This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A couple of Facebook reps were in Ottawa on Friday answering questions from members of Parliament as part of uh, the hearings into Bill C-18. Now, basically what that would do is require Facebook and Google to share some of the revenue that they earn from the news content um, that they post share some of the revenue with the media outlets that actually created the content. Because right now they don't. They take the content, they sell advertising for it, and um, the gener- the outlets that generate that content don't see any cash from Facebook for it. Now, Facebook calls the bill misguided. Um, they recently threatened to put a stop to all news that they share in Canada. It was that threat, I think, that got MPs uh, riled up, and they were grilling them pretty good on Friday. It got pretty tense at times. So let's chat with Anthony Housefather, who is a Liberal MP for Mount Royal. Um, Anthony, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to join you, Jay. You were one of the MPs, of course, uh, trying to hold Facebook's feet to the fire on this issue. Now, the threat or that warning from Facebook, that was the focus of the back and forth on Friday. Um, You pressed them on a couple of issues around that. Outline the concerns you have with what Facebook had to say about what they might do if you do what you might do. Sure. Well, first of all, it's absolutely acceptable for people to say they disagree with the bill and they want to see amendments. What's not acceptable is to threaten the government, to threaten legislators and to threaten 21.5 million Canadians who use Facebook. Um, as you recall, Shay, they did this in Australia last year. Yeah. Um, they threatened Australia. And then instead of just taking down the news pages that they said they were going to take down, they blocked pages on kids' cancer, on fire and rescue services during the wildfire season, on vaccine notification during a vaccine rollout, uh, information on domestic violence, et cetera, et cetera. And then they claimed, well, this was all a mistake, but it only got rectified seven days later, seven minutes after the Senate in Australia responded to Facebook's threats by amending the bill. And I don't think we want to see Canadians be put in a situation where Facebook takes down all the pages that provide legitimate news and other things. Um, and, and I just think it's completely unacceptable that they came and they couldn't answer questions about what happened in Australia. They, they, they simply said, well, it, it, it was by accident and, and it clearly wasn't. And, and this threat is just not acceptable. Like legislators should not be put in a situation by a company that is bigger than most states, uh, threatening Canadian users. And I found it to be unconscionable. What would this bill require of Facebook? What exactly does this bill lay out in terms of what they have to do in terms of compensation for content? So it's a great question. So Facebook and Google together earn about 80% of all digital advertising revenue in Canada. And this would require presumably those two entities and only those two entities, although it's not, you know, laid down that it can't be anyone else, but it at this point, I think would be pretty much them, um, would have to negotiate with newspapers, newspapers that ha- employed more than two journalists or news outlets that employed more than two journalists. And and essentially, those entities could get together and do collective bargaining with Facebook or they could negotiate with Facebook on their own. And they need to reach agreements with, with those entities. And, 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 and if they reach enough agreements with those entities, 
then then they'll, they'll be okay. If not, you know, then then the CRTC could require them to do certain things, such as you know, go to arbitration, uh, which would be a baseball type arbitration where one side's you know position would get chosen over the other. Now, Facebook says what you're proposing and what you're talking about doing here is completely unheard of. It's never happened anywhere else on Earth. And in fact, it shows a complete lack of understanding of how Facebook works because, you know, the news outlets benefit from all the exposure that they get. You know, I mean, I think there's two things. Number one, obviously, it's not unheard of in the world because Australia just did it and France is doing it and there's other countries doing it. Um, and I think the United States even has a bipartisan bill, um, you know, sponsored by both liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans that would essentially do the same yeah. thing in the United States. Um, with respect to the question of, um, you know, like, uh, so what was your second question? Well, um, they're saying that it, it shows a complete lack of understanding of how Facebook works because they're saying, you know what, all of those clicks and all those ads that we're selling, that benefits the media outlets because that's how people are, are being exposed to their content. They're getting tons of free promotion. You know, it's an interesting thing that, you know, new, news originally drew people to the Facebook platform. People go to Facebook because they get information there. And what they would do if they took off legitimate news content would only to be have disinformation on their platform, right? They would be getting conspiracy theories yeah. and QAnon theories and other stuff and have no legitimate news to counter it. I don't think that would be attractive to Facebook users. And in the, and in the issue of news, I mean, journalists, as, as you know, Jay, we're, we're, we're very hard to, to, to create news stories that provide not only information to the public, but also uncover things. I mean, uh, a lot of the things that people complain about about governments are uncovered by journalists. If we don't have news outlets being able to afford because they don't have any advertising revenue, the ability to hire journalists um, and all of that revenue is going to Facebook and Google who aren't spending money to hire journalists to cover news and, 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 and uncover things, um, I, I think our society would be all the poorer. And I think this is the legitimate way to say to them, look, the government is not telling you what agreement to come up with. We're just saying you have to go negotiate. And the two of you as private enterprises come to an agreement. And it empowers the news outlets there who would otherwise be, you know, facing an adversary that is a million times bigger than them, mm -hmm. the right to get together and negotiate collectively with Facebook. And, and by the way, if Facebook claims that there's no value to news, they've already reached agreements with some Canadian have, yeah. Uh, yeah, outlets. So, so why did they do that? I, I, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. It, 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 there's no question that, that you know they're being paid for the content makes perfect sense. Uh, the the other issue that Facebook was raising, and I, I want to get some clarity on this because they say they weren't invited to the previous hearings. Google was. Google was there. Facebook wasn't. They're coming in after the fact and weren't invited, and they would like to have been at the table. W what happened there? Were they not invited? So the way it works is witnesses come to the committee clerk that informs members of the committee from all parties who was asked to appear. Google asked to appear. So the committee invited Google. Facebook never came to the clerk of the committee to ask to appear. Facebook has my information as a member of parliament, as a member of the committee. They've emailed me many, many, many times about things. They never approached me asking to appear, even as an individual member of the committee. So Facebook never asked to appear. Google did, which is why Google was invited and Facebook wasn't. Okay. And, and, and beyond the fact that, you know, all four parties on the committee, the Liberals, the Conservatives, the NDP and the Bloc, also have the right to create witness lists. And we could also include people who didn't ask to appear. Nobody included Facebook uh, high enough on their list for Facebook to have appeared. But then when Facebook said we want to appear, we immediately invited them. 
you know, and, and it's also interesting. I, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Shay. Facebook was called before our committee last year to answer questions about what happened in Australia. The same person from Facebook, Mr. Chen, came to the committee and said he had zero information about Australia and spent an hour telling us how he knew nothing about what happened in Australia. So I asked him, what well, would Mark Zuckerberg know the answers to these questions? Because they all happened. Right, yeah. It, yeah. And so he said, well, yeah, I guess he would. So we summoned, which is like issuing a subpoena to Mark Zuckerberg. He never showed up. He ignored our summons. So, so this is the way Facebook basically treats the Canadian Parliament. They ignore our summonses and then throw a temper tantrum when they're not invited, when they never asked to appear. Where do we go from here? What's next? Well, so we have one more day of witnesses on Friday, and then we're supposed to put, by a unanimous agreement of the members of the committee, um, we were supposed to put in our amendments. We have another Hockey Canada meeting next Tuesday, which I'm sure will be interesting for many of your listeners. Um, and then on Friday of next week, uh, we're uh, Friday of the week after, sorry, because next week is a district week. Uh, we're supposed to start clause by clause, which is where every member of the committee and other members of parliament can bring whatever amendments they want. And then the committee considers the amendments one by one. So all of the things that Facebook and Google, particularly Google, who acted reasonably here, you know, asked will be considered and people will draft amendments and they'll all be nego- debated, negotiated. Um, and then the bill will change from what it is today. Okay. Uh, Anthony, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate being here. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.